You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thank you for tuning in to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. My name's Bethany Moore, and I'm with the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, we're going to be speaking with Jason Horst of Horst Legal Counsel. He's based in the Bay Area in California, and he represents a variety of cannabis clients focusing in the areas of insurance coverage and risk management services. Sounds really intense. Welcome to the show, Jason. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I'll try to live up to that, uh, to that intro. <laughs> uh, well, tell me more about yourself, uh, your, your professional background, I guess, before you started working in the cannabis industry space here. Sure. I, so I started out like a lot of attorneys in uh, what we call big law, uh, larger international law firms. And one of the things that I did there was working on behalf of insurance companies doing coverage reviews and basically determining whether folks were going to have their claims accepted or denied. And I quickly realized I did not enjoy working for insurance companies and <laughs> uh, so switched over to um, a more mid-sized setting and the other side where I started working for policyholders or you know the, the individuals and companies who are buying insurance to help them both in procuring their insurance coverage and in developing and executing risk management strategies to help make sure that they're as sustainable as they can be. Ah, helping them make good decisions and in, in navigating the complex world of, of insurance and so on. Yeah, that's important. Um, Making sure when, whenever possible, someone else is going to pick up the tab. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. You don't want to get caught high and dry. Um, okay. 
So from there, do you have a personal story or reason as to why you decided to offer legal services to the cannabis industry, which we know is still federally illegal, but but what brought you into this space as we're still trying to uh, end prohibition here? Sure. Well, I've had a personal affinity for cannabis since high school and uh, then at at my most recent firm, one of the things that I was doing was working on negotiating large ins- large complex insurance policies on behalf of largely residential construction project owners. Mm. And in that context, you have a building going up that's going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars and you need to ensure a number of different entities and individuals in connection with that project and that all happens under a single policy and you need to do it for a particular project that is its own unique snowflake and is going to be different from all other projects and so the ways in which it's different need to get baked in as well and if you've ever read an insurance policy these are designed as sort of one-size-fits-all documents even though they're really not Mm-hmm. And so working to customize them is something that I was doing in the residential construction industry and something that you can do when you get a project that's that's as big as those are. And one of the things that happened as I was doing that is my firm opened up a small cannabis practice. And having always had an affinity, I said, hey, I'd, I'd love to take a look at some of the insurance policies these guys are getting. Mm-hmm. And I took a look, and in a lot of cases, I found that I was saying to myself, I don't think these things cover cannabis companies and and cannabis risks. And so, you know, I really saw a need for someone doing what I was doing in the residential construction industry, in the cannabis industry, and uh, and and that's really how I how I jumped into this. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a funny question. Have I ever read an insurance policy? I try to avoid it whenever possible. It just like, for some reason, I I get dyslexia. (laughs) And none of it makes sense. And I'm I'm a map. I I often compare them to uh, choose your own adventure stories. I don't know if you had those. (laughs) Those I do remember. That's funny. Uh, (laughs) Skip to page 47 if you want to see your character do this. That's exactly. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And I, I can imagine those insurance policies are pretty thick documents they are they can be hundreds of pages long and uh, oh and the adventures you can go on are uh, are myriad <laughs> really good relaxing evening reading got it um okay so horst legal counsel you offer legal counsel for the cannabis industry tell me more about your practice and what you're up to these days and and more about what you're offering the industry. Sure. I, and it's really a variety for a variety of different types of operators. I think that there is, frankly, very little understanding and attention paid to risk management and insurance coverage in the industry. Um, there's a lot of focus being paid to making sure you're complying with state and local regulations, which is completely understandable. Oh, yeah. And insurance is just something to tick off, you know, largely 
in order to comply with those regulations, I think is how it's often treated. But, you know, as I, you know, as I joked up front, it, it really is the way that you can manage your risk such that when something does go wrong, someone else is going to be able to pick up the majority of that bill for you and allow your company to proceed without a major hiccup. And so simply doing consultations to help folks understand what insurance coverage is out there and what these choose your own adventure stories mean uh, is something I do. And for larger operators who, you know, have more infrastructure around them, really helping to develop a risk management strategy that incorporates their insurance coverage such that they are managing their risks in a really proactive way uh, like other major industries do. Got it. So even though we are working in a federally illegal space on state legal programs granted by the voters in most cases, it's still really important to have a safety net for your business, uh, knowing that federal law could could change at any moment, although we're doing our best and, and so are many members of Congress to push back on Attorney General Jeff Sessions from doing anything drastic. Uh, but, but yeah, these safety nets, I mean, theoretically, we are going to have federally legal cannabis in a few years here, and hopefully these cannabis companies will have less risk to worry about in, in the general scheme of things. Uh, but CYA, definitely, e- even though we have different risks than other industries, it's still important to have that safety net for your business if something goes wrong, right? It absolutely is. And, you know, I should say, well, you know, federal illegality does add a lot of complexity to ensuring that the contract you're entering into really does provide you with the coverage that you need. Insurance is governed, the rules around insurance are governed on a state-by-state basis. So one common misconception is that it's illegal to have insurance coverage for cannabis risks. It's not. If you're in a state where cannabis is legal, then state law governs and that contract is going to be enforceable. So I'm in California and the legislature here recently enacted a statute that expressly says that a a contract entered into for the purposes of commercial cannabis business is a lawful contract. That contract has a lawful purpose. And so, again, folks shouldn't assume that these contracts, these insurance policies are not going to be enforced simply because of federal illegality. That's good to know that insurance is based by state and not not nationally. That's definitely helpful information to know. Um, okay, well, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back to talk more with Jason Horst out of California, providing insurance coverage Uh, and legal counsel for the cannabis industry. So don't go away. We'll be right back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. 
Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Thanks for staying tuned in. This is your host, Bethany Moore, and we're chatting with Horst Legal Counsel, Jason Horst, based out of the Bay Area, about insurance coverage, risk management, legal counsel for the cannabis industry, and God knows we all need all of that. Um, okay, so Jason, obviously there's a lot of complexity regarding how federal law and also the nuances of state laws and regulations impact the cannabis industry, which we hinted at in the last segment. How does this discussion play out in the context of insurance, if you could dive a little deeper into that? Sure. Uh, so it, it, we've actually seen it play out in a couple of ways in the courts even. And it, on a base level, it, a contract is going to be looked at based on the, the terms that are written in it. And it, as I mentioned earlier, insurance policies tend to be written on a one-size-fits-all basis. And so if an insurer who is insuring a cannabis risk is using a standard form that might be used in any industry, there are going to be phrases in that policy that you're going to look askew at when it's in the context of cannabis. Okay. And so, for example, if you have a provision that says, to the extent authorized by law, there's a particular type of coverage, what does that mean in this context? And and so that's something that ideally insurers more and more will clean up and will provide clarity on to the extent that they mean state law, they'll be saying that and to the extent that they mean federal law, you know, ideally that's, that's not a policy you're going to buy. Um, but at, at current, 
there really is that ambiguity that gets baked into a lot of the policies that are out there. And one of one of the ways that this is manifested is in a case out of Colorado where there was a fire off site and a greenhouse grow operation suffered a couple of different losses. Mm. Their ventilation system was damaged by smoke from the fire and it killed their crops. That's well, sad. they had it was, but, <laughs> but they had a policy um, that you know potentially even sadder contained an exclusion for contraband Mm. again what does that mean in this context what the insurer did was come in and say your honor we have this contraband exclusion and cannabis is federally illegal can we even cover this does the policy cover this and the court appropriately said you've purchased or sorry i'm sorry you've sold a policy knowingly to a grow operation you knew that cannabis was the subject of this policy and so we're not going to interpret terms like contraband to incorporate cannabis contraband because that would be an unfair interpretation of the policy that you entered into willingly and knowingly and a logical fallacy yes that's crazy <laughs> right but wow. but it also you know provides a glimpse into the way that insurers might behave when big claims happen and and so there was another provision in the policy that contained an exclusion for growing crops <laughs> that that's, okay. that's turned right <laughs> this was it's a absurd crop. this is absurd go on <laughs> <laughs> and, and and yet it's my day-to-day reality right um, so the court said Contrary to what it had said with the contraband exclusion, where there was ambiguity, here there's really not ambiguity. You've bought an insurance policy, regardless of what you do, that does not cover growing plants. And so you're not going to get your crops covered simply because you're a cannabis company. And so the, the, the take home message here is if you're if you are a cannabis business and you're buying a policy from a carrier who knows you're a cannabis business then you are going to have a court enforce that policy against the insurer. But you're only going to have a court enforce that policy against the mm-hmm. insurer. And and because of that, you need to be really careful about what's inside. Right. right. Don't, uh, don't purchase insurance that's got more holes in it than Swiss cheese. Got it. Yeah. So, so both the insurer and the customer in that case uh, didn't do their due diligence, it sounds like. Maybe, maybe should have taken more time to go through the policy with a fine-tooth comb and discuss things. It, it's hard to say. You know, it, it's not a case I was involved in, but I will say the cannabis markets for insurance are still evolving. and. Mm-hmm. There are still only, you know, two to three insurers, if that many, on any particular line of coverage, particularly as you get into, you know, the quote unquote plant touching coverages, mm-hmm. meaning those where an insurer is going to have to pay out expressly to cover a risk associated with, with the cannabis plant. And so it's entirely possible that this was the best policy available to the grow operation. But that's, again, a dynamic that hopefully will change over time. Right, right. 
Okay. Hmm. Complex. Yes. Um, so yeah, you speak that uh, legalese. It's it's its own funny language uh, that many of us don't know. Um, and you deal with these complex contracts that are, I mean, just by the last example, you know, difficult for the average business owner to really interpret um, unless you have a really acute sense of attention. Um, so so you're helping negotiate the best insurance coverage contracts and you can see things that others don't. And I think your last story is a great example there about contraband versus crops and things like that. Uh, so tell me more about looking into these insurance coverage contracts and policies and seeing those things that the average business owner would not. Sure. So you you can really do a couple of things. One, you want to look really carefully in the way we've been talking about at the policy language to identify where those holes are, where those gaps are. Oh, this is a products policy that, as you read it, doesn't cover cannabis products. Maybe you push the insurer to tweak, tweak the language in a way that will change that fact. There's a contraband exclusion. Maybe you say, carrier, you don't mean cannabis, correct? Give me written confirmation of that. Those are some things you can do. Another thing you can do is to say to your broker, when you see something like an exclusion for growing plants, you can say, I would, I'm a grow operation. I need coverage for my plants. Can I buy that? Can I add that into my policy? And a lot of the times there are options to do that. But you really need to look at it. You need to evaluate what type of risks you have as a company and make sure that there aren't Swiss cheese holes in your policy that exclude those out. And, and the, other, the other thing that you can do, and I think this is a critical one for the industry, because due to a, a variety of factors, including 280E and the unique rollout of various state and local regulations, some of the entity formation structures that you see in this industry are pretty complex and mm -hmm. not necessarily intuitive. Right. And, and because of that, it's really easy to create a situation in which a company that may well ultimately be sued is not properly covered under an insurance policy, particularly your, your liability policies. And so that's something that you really need to pay close attention to as you go is to make sure that every entity you need covered in a particular way is covered in that way. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Got it. Okay. Um, well, we need to take our last commercial break here, uh, but we'll be right back to talk more with Jason Horst about insuring in the cannabis industry. And he's also involved in NCIA's finance and insurance sector committee as well. So we'll hear more about what's going on there as well. So please stay tuned. We will be right back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. 
Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and this is your host, Bethany Moore, and I've been talking with Jason Horst today out of the Bay Area of California from Horst Legal Counsel. Uh, So, Jason, um, we've only got a few minutes here for our last segment, but... Do you have any predictions about how the insurance industry will move as it relates to cannabis, how it's going to change or evolve in the future? And and as you've hinted, we're still ironing some things out and and identifying the holes. Uh, So so where do you predict we're going to go from here? Um, Well, my hope is that there are both far more options and far more far more options on the insurance side and far more attention paid on the operator side to insurance coverage and, and risk management. And in the short term, I would say I hope that the industry starts using some of the unique and special features uh, it, it enjoys to its advantage in this process. One, one of the things I'm working on right now is putting together a group of uh, California dispensaries to collectively negotiate for better coverage. And what that has the potential to do is to create a dynamic like I had when I was working with the residential construction policies where you've got a large premium that an insurer really wants to get. And so they will be more willing to negotiate away some of these terms. You're not going to have to be beholden to a policy with a contraband exclusion or a policy where if you read it all to all the way to the end, it doesn't cover products or, you know, you have to, in California, for example, you know, carcinogens include cannabis smoke. Well, that's a problem if you have a carcinogens exclusion in your policy. And so, you know, what, what the project I'm working on is aiming to do is to be able to negotiate at arm's length in a way that no operator is currently large enough for because we're an industry of startups right now. And that's both exciting, but it's also disadvantageous in in some of these negotiations like 
you know, putting professional insurance around your company. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, so you're, you're getting involved in not only just providing services to the cannabis industry clients, but you're also part of the conversation to improve it, which is fantastic. So, and one of the ways you're doing that, in addition to what you were just talking about in California, is at the national level here at NCIA, you sit on our finance and insurance sector committee with several other NCIA members in that in that field. So, are there any updates uh, about about what's going on in the committee and and what you guys are up to this year? Sure. Yeah, and I have to say it's been a tremendously enjoyable experience, and I would encourage all of your listeners to uh, who are NCIA members to get involved in the committees. Um, as far as what's going on with the Finance and Insurance Committee, our focus right now is largely on education. You know, in some of the same ways that I've been talking about today, there's a real gap in understanding of in particular insurance and you know and what to do about finance um mm-hmm. and that's a bigger question for you know for brighter minds than my own but on the insurance side you know really trying to to get out there and educate we're going to be putting out a number of white papers throughout the year um you'll see one from me shortly in your inbox and you know, really, just uh, just trying to help make the the cannabis community better educated around risk management, insurance coverage, and finance. Yeah, a noble cause. Uh, thank you for everyone on the finance and insurance sector committee for for doing that work. Um, so as we wrap up the last couple minutes here, um, I'm looking forward to our fifth annual. Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. Um, it's coming up in San Jose, which isn't too far from you. Um, it'll be July 25th, 26th, and 27th, 2018. And wow, five years. Five years of doing this conference, which has just gotten bigger and bigger every year. The first two years we held this conference, it was in Denver, Colorado, at the Colorado Convention Center. Uh, and then we moved it over to California. We were in Oakland for the previous two years and we outgrew that convention center so this year we're in san jose so five years of bringing together the industry's best and brightest minds i'm so looking forward to it uh will you be attending jason i i will and i am so looking forward to it as well uh i was there last year and really enjoyed but it was definitely bursting at the seams and Uh uh-huh um, so I, I, I can't wait to see the new venue in San Jose. But as a Bay Area guy, I have to implore you, you know, to don't move it any further away. <laughs> now we're going to go to San Diego to the very bottom <laughs> tip. <laughs> uh, um, you know, it's interesting. We actually move, are moving our seed to sale show all the way to Boston, Massachusetts next year, which... I mean, it makes sense. It really does. I mean, Colorado's a mature market, but those East Coast states are, are they really need the information and education and exposure to that amazing, innovative expo floor. Um, so, yeah, imagine Boston. <laughs> it's even an infection. I'm looking forward. I, I, I love Boston. I went to school just outside of there. So I, I was excited to see that announcement, 
even though I, I imagine uh, it, there were a lot of groans in Colorado. <laughs> a few uh, a few jaws dropping like Boston. Oh my gosh. Hopefully the <laughs> Hopefully the weather holds up for us next February. Well, I look forward to seeing you at the Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. For listeners interested, the website is www.cannabisbusinesssummit.com. And the Seed to Sales Show I mentioned is seedtosaleshow.com. And if you're interested in becoming a member of NCIA, please log on to www.thecannabisindustry.org. And we have run out of time, but thank you for being on the show, Jason. Look forward to seeing you at our upcoming events. And thank you all for listening to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. This has been your host, Bethany Moore. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.